1: Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business, and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by SAGE, transforming the way people think and work so their organizations can thrive. I'm Ron Baker, along with my good friend and Verisage Institute colleague, Ed Class. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the subscription economy. Hey, Ed. Hey, Ron. How's it going? It's good. No guest. This is amazing. I, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I'm lost. I I have no cadence. I have no rhythm. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'd be reading a bio by now. All right. Well, do this.
2: Pretend you're interviewing me. Let's just do it that way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure you have a lot of things in your stack that have piled up over the weeks uh, on subscription. I mean, I have a whole stack dedicated to it. Uh, So it's a good time to clear some of that stuff out. But I'll just start by saying I did a webinar yesterday that I don't know, had almost a couple hundred people on the line and it was on subscription. And the questions were really, really good. Um, like, you know, well, what about this? What it, they weren't the normal how to questions that we get. <laughs> they were more, well, what about this scenario? What about that scenario? And some of them even made me think, um, so I think this is resonating. At least that's been my experience so far.
2: I think that's absolutely true. I did a webcast as well this week for CPA Academy on my that my title for this is, is "Sell Your Brain, Not Your Time," mm-hmm. and we we talk a little bit about subscription and options, that kind of stuff. And you're right; the the questions were more uh, really genuinely seeking to try to make improvements on how they could actually implement it. Versus questions of how that were defensive and trying to say, hey, there's no way that you could possibly do this. And that I've noticed that as well. Like one question, for example, was, well, if I have an engagement letter, how how do how does that work as a subscription? I said, well, you just make the engagement letter the subscription. What's the what? what oh, she, <laughs> and the person was like, oh, yeah, I guess you could do that. Yeah, you could Your engagement letter. It could be a subscription letter, right?
1: Absolutely. Um, or you could have a subscription letter f- as, each, you know, service kicks in that you're yep. delivering. Um, the, the question I got, it was kind of interesting. You know, we were talking, we, you always use the analogy of insurance, right? And
3: mm-hmm. you know,
1: um, with accountants, you talk about, you know, just audit insurance as an example. And you say, well, you know, you, put, you can put this in the, one of the tiers. Of course, if, you're, if your customer gets audited, you make it really easy for them to uh, step up to the the tier that that covers the audit insurance and then somebody asked me well why would you kind of like a pre-existing condition why would you ever buy audit insurance if you could just step up to that option with it, it when you needed it and then go back down when it was over
3: mm-hmm. I
1: said, well because there's there would be other things in that option <laughs> you know right. it wouldn't just be the audit insurance now that also made me think of you know writers um, that you you could have or uh, you know certainly one-off charges but also maybe you should just offer that in every tier but those those types of detailed questions really have to be looked at practice by practice there is just there's no way to sort that out on a general basis the more I the more I I feel these questions, you know, people are asking about their particular practice, and then you just want to kind of dive into the numbers with them. You know, right. they're, they're like saying, well, you're talking about a two to five time increase in price. But, you know, I've got some clients that are really, really high, really low. Said, well, yeah, and that's not a pricing issue. That's a strategy issue. You're going to have to, you're going to have to resolve that first under this model.
2: And the other thing it's interesting that you bring that up that I saw emerge this week too, and in a couple of different places, is g- g- people starting to go beyond the three choices for a subscription. Have you seen this yes. trend as well? Yes. And I think it starts to get confusing once they start adding that, f- That certainly the fifth choice. That to, to me, you can get away with four, but once you add f- the fifth one, and I'm even seeing sometimes in cases six and seven, oh, yeah. man. Uh, that, fire. Yeah, yeah. Now, I now I what I am seeing is that there there is a a, a propensity toward moving towards three, but presented two different ways with a little toggle switch. So you'll see, here's the prices for annual, and then you can click a switch and it'll flip them to then monthly. And of course, the monthly price is usually a, a 10 to 20% premium if you want to pay by month,
1: mm-hmm.
2: as opposed to annual. But Right. That that's that that is certainly better. I think it still could be confusing, but to to, to present it that way with that toggle switch is much better than preve- presenting six separate options: one for monthly, one for annual, or three for monthly, three for annual. And that, that just I think confuses people.
1: Yeah, and and this is something else that I don't think we've really talked about this aspect of it either, Ed. But if maybe we have, but let's address it head on. You know, if you do a menu price with your subscription tiers, whether it's three or four. And, and what I mean by that is everybody sees the same menu. They're not customized by customer. I know we've had that discussion that mm-hmm. if you had a small practice and you had 10 customers, you'd probably would be able to customize a subscription. But if you're trying to grow, you know, a 7 million, $10 million firm, um, a, a, a menu price would uh, simplify things tremendously. Either way, if if you have a menu price, one of the big benefits I see to this is you are simplifying the pricing process. <laughs> you really are. I mean, you know, you still have the value conversation and all that, but you don't have to customize per customer. Blah, blah, blah. you know, people complain about that. Oh, it takes too much time. Blah blah blah. Well, okay, but that means y- you've got to be like In and Out. You know, you've got to be. You got to focus. You can't try and be all things to all people if you're trying to be all things to all people, then it's really hard to have a subscription.
2: Yeah. yeah. They want to be McDonald's and Ruth's Chris as Tim Williams would
1: say. Yeah. And, and you just can't do that. It's like, it's like, no, no, you got to focus. You can't have that $50,000 a year customer and that $500 a year customer. The, <laughs> you, you can't do it. You shouldn't do it anyway.
2: Yeah. Somebody's in the wrong business, right? If you have a $5,000 a year customer and a, and a $500,000 a year customer.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's like, what are you doing? You're either dabbling in, in, you know, uh, heart surgery or you're just, yeah. Or clipping toenails. I mean, which, which, which one is piercing ears. Yeah. (coughs) (coughs) Piercing ears. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, those types of issues come up and there's no, there's no easy answers to this. I mean, there's, you got to really think about it from every business's perspective, and it really does vary depending on how many customers, the nature of the work, other things you could be doing for the customer. You know, one one of the uh, things that is implicit in a lot of the questions that you really feel um, is how can I compete on value? I I don't have anything of value. I just do you know compliance work, tax work, bookkeeping, whatever, right? And it's mm-hmm. like. Are you kidding me? How do you compete now? <laughs> Forget yeah. moving to this model. What do you offer of value now? You have customers, right? If you have customers, you're doing something. There's got to be some value proposition there, but it's that mindset of there's, I can't, I can't add anything.
2: Well, and it's so funny that you bring that up because that was yet another question that I got. It wasn't yesterday. It was actually Wednesday that I delivered to this webcast. And that situation came up. He so, says, "Well, and, and I ask almost that exam- that same question. Well, what do you what do you compete on now?" He so, said, "Well, I have better service. I get back to them faster than other people." I said, "Well, then that's what you put in, put in your, your choices." He says, "What do you mean?" So you then you, you now you you now say that you have a premium level where you get back to within a half hour, uh, a level where they get you get back to them within three hours, and then a level where you get back to them within you know eight business hours or one day. Right. and he's like i can do that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you can actually <laughs> you'd be that'd be okay <laughs> you don't have to treat everybody the same
1: <laughs> which we've been preaching forever anyway but
2: yeah well, no. and and what is so amazing about that line of thought is that i guarantee you if this this guy would happen to be a guy if this guy happens to go and put this in place you know who's gonna like it the most those top tier customers who are paying more who now say to him it's about time you tried you you started treating me more special absolutely
1: Absolutely.
2: that's who loves this
1: (laughs) yep It, it you know one of the things that i find really does resonate is the whole whether you talk about DPC or concierge, but the, you know, the whole, why did you become a doctor in the first place? You mm-hmm. know, it wasn't to spend eight minutes with every patient. It was to really, you know, help them and, and keep them healthy. And that resonates with the accounting professional because that's our job. And you can't do that if you're too busy. And hence, you know, you got to really look at customer selection you got to really have a, a clear strategy positioning Strategy, as Tim would say, put yourself in that box. But boy, once you do that, then you know this this model really does let you grow. Like like we saw with Jody uh, Grunden, you know, from Summit CPA, you went from six hundred thousand to seven million, and I forget the period of years. Wasn't it four years or something? Yeah, uh, I know it's in the show notes, but um, it it you know that <laughs> you're not constrained um, if you want to grow. That's still very, very possible under this model.
2: I think it's more probable under this model because you're going to be able to focus on those customers that you want want to get. And you're going to certainly grow in that, that area of practice or in that that subset because people who are, are going to be naturally attracted to you. This, I mean, this just goes back for the second time I'm bringing him up, Tim Williams and the idea of specialization. I mean, it's just just so critically important. And you've said this before, that subscription makes specialization even that much more important than it has been in the
1: past. It does. It really does. I'm really starting to see that. Uh, But, you know, we kind of do that as a process of moving firms into value pricing too. Usually, you know, you shed practice areas or you shed customers of some type and so that that's that's pretty normal um, the other interesting question that is can you have value pricing 10 and value pricing 20 as we call it um, in in the same firm and obviously there's a transition period just like sure. there is with hourly to to value pricing 10 but i think it's a really interesting question and that's what i want to talk to you next Uh, after we take our first break and folks we'd like to remind you if you want to contact ed or me send us an email to ask tsoe at verisage.com check out patreon.com slash tsoe which is now sponsored by 90 minds more minds are better than one check them out at 90minds.com and now we want to hear from our sponsors
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
2: Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients.
3: Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. Have you ever listened to an advertisement for a book so many times that you question the existence of God? Me too.
0: are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise.
1: Well, welcome back, everybody. We're talking about the subscription economy update. And really what we're talking about, Ed, is a couple webinars that we taught this week and the, some of the questions that we got one of the ones I got was, can you have value pricing one zero, you know, value pricing, pricing the customer, and value pricing two zero, which is pricing the relationship and the portfolio, in the same firm? And my long-term answer to that is emphatically no. But I'm interested in how you would have tackled
3: that.
2: I was I was curious as to what your answer was going to be because we hadn't talked about this previously. But yes, I've I've come to the same conclusion as well. I think the evidence is overwhelming. That that's the case. I mean, you just look at all of the software companies that have switched, Adobe included, there's, there's no longer even the option for on-premises for their, their products. There might be for some really weird, because Adobe is one of these similar to Sage in that they did a lot of acquisitions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that some of their products might not be t- technologically able to be sold via subscription. Right. But I think that ultimately that's where they moved everyone, and that's your only choice now. Like Because I've seen people complain about that online. Like, I, I just want to buy a copy of Photoshop. Yeah, you can't. You, yeah. Can, you can't.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, no, I, and, and, you know, I, I will admit there is room for, uh, you know, one-offs. If, if really something can't be covered, in your tiers and you have to do a one-off okay fine maybe you can price that independently maybe they get a preferred price because they're you know a platinum subscriber whatever but i you know if that comes up a lot then why not build it in that i mean that's the whole point of this is not to have a transactional relationship it's to have a direct relationship they're subscribing to your firm not buying services and if you have these one-offs or a la carte items um doesn't that defeat the purpose
2: it does the exception that we have are seeing and curious because i think you've done some some work with this in your capacity as chief value officer of Ar- it, Is it similar to is it the uh, the home services company right that that will, yes. will manage your you know build your deck or do whatever the, that so you have to, you have to be uh, in, their, in their ring in, uh, uh, to, in order to use them to do project management. Right. And I'm wondering if you're seeing kind of the same thing on the accounting side, like, hey, you've got to be an Armanino customer in some capacity before we will take up project management for you.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I remember when you used to teach uh, service level agreements or access level agreements, you would say you're not a customer unless you're on an ALA. Mm -hmm. And and I always thought that that was a terrific strategy. And and I know Matthew Burgess uses this, you know, he, you Mm -hmm. have to be a a member before he can do any other type of legal work for you. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I mean, the question is if you're doing that, then you do kind of have a hybrid and I just think there's such different operating models. There's such different mindsets. There are different metrics. There are different, I, I, I don't know. I just as to me it's like mixing oil and water. You're kind of either all in on this or you're not. I mean, make a mm-hmm. make a decision. I I think value pricing one zero is viable. Um, I just happen to think that you're building a, a more valuable business if you build with annual recurring revenue, and the market has proven that. The you know the prices that companies are willing to pay for annual recurring revenue, the multiples are much higher than Absolutely. they are in a transactional. And so you got to look at the entire picture with this. You can't just focus on, well, what about, we all get caught up in these one-offs or these projects. It's like, you know, it's build them in. Yep. <laughs> That's part of the price increase. Build it in, you know, May, you know, maybe you have a writer that, that lets you leap between things, but I, I don't know. I, I, you know, we'll have to, we'll have to see more trial and error with this, but. That's where my head is now. But that does freak a lot of people out. It it does and it will freak continue
2: to freak people out. But I but I do think that over time, as you said, that it's it's the areas of specialization that we'll start to see really emerge out of this. And even I think perhaps within firms, and, and this is where you or you know, you work with a large CPA firm. Yes, they could do a subscription for the entire firm. But they wouldn't have to necessarily. They could have subscription components that you could then mix and match together, and this is where it, you know goes out to the, the the new Apple product. You know the way that they're they're bringing together all of their subscription services into what they're calling Apple One. Right. Uh, and and I and I think that that is a great model for professional firms to leverage off of. So yes, do what Apple did. Create your subscriptions. In within your silos uh, that you have now, and let's admit that there are silos or still silos, and then let let but but let a thousand flowers bloom and see which ones work and which which subscription packages work in the different areas, and then maybe a year, two, even three years from now, then you can begin to create your. Apple One product, your Firm One product, that begins to bring those things together in a new set of stacks. So it's it's like a double tiering of the subscription process, right? Subscription right. locally, and then figure out, oh, okay, what we've got to do is we've got to jump to now subscriptions of subscriptions, if that makes sense. <laughs> yep, yep. No,
1: that's
2: but right. But that's, that's to... exactly what Apple did. They they yeah. They did subscriptions, and now what they're doing is they're bundling those subscriptions bundling. into subscriptions of subscriptions.
1: Yep. And, and still selling hardware, um, you know, which is interesting though. They do, what is it now, Ed, over 50% of their revenue now is subscription-based or service-based. Is it not?
2: Yep. Yep. And, and teen, teen, so keeps asking in his new newsletter, when, when can I subscribe to Apple? It's
1: a valid question. (laughs) It is an absolutely
2: valid question.
1: And just, just like, uh, you know, um he says uh, you might not be able to subscribe to everything or you might not subscribe to everything, but you're certainly going to have the option and maybe the computer outfits that figure it out are going to have a leg up if you don't Mm -hmm. offer it. Yep. So, as I, know, as I
2: sit before my, like, 12 Apple devices in front of me know, right now. <laughs> I know, I know. We,
1: we've <laughs> talked about how much we've spent on Apple products, or I have, since, since 1984. It'd probably blow my mind. Yeah, you I've don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know. Um, it's, it's many, many cars. Uh, speaking of subscription, though, even Rabbi Lappin's in on the game. He set up a website called We Happy Warriors, no,
2: oh, yeah. And, I wonder uh, if he did that because of his conversation with us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and he's got uh, he's got three subscription tiers. Which so there's a free offer, it's mm-hmm. and then you can step up to his uh, most popular, which is the middle, forty seven dollars a month, and you get access to a bit more things like his full digital library and special events with him and his wife. And then he's got a special access plus option. 43 dollars a month which is really interesting because the other one is uh 47 so that that's um but i think maybe you have to pay it uh it, it all at once the whole year mm. but okay. uh, it gets you a little bit more and discounts in the store and things like that so even even rapai lapin's getting into the subscription economy so, you, so that's you know awesome it. You know it's a thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, we gotta. You know, we gotta, so the next time we have him on, we're gonna we're gonna talk to him about subscription models. There would be a <laughs> world's colliding conversation.
1: Absolutely. Um, there was one other thing too, Ed. That I know we talked about this on the bonus show, but let's just reiterate it here. Teen did a study, and you know he says this is no longer a debate when it comes to freemium versus trial. There's one clear winner, and it's a free trial all the yeah. way. Amen. And it, and it seems to be a lesson that Paul Dunn's been preaching ever since I've known him that when there's no payment, there's no value,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? We, we don't value that, which we don't pay for. And freemium users have not bought into the value of your services, but you know, when they sign up for a trial uh, and, and, you know, I have mixed message about this because, or mixed feelings about it, because you know how you sign up for a trial and you'll get some, you know, maybe outrageous rate, like 80% off, the Mm -hmm. normal subscription price and that says you know in six months or four months or three months whatever it's going to convert to bingo um Mm -hmm. i think when they do that it they should make it very clear that you can cancel this at any time yes Or we will actually send you an email to confirm that we're going to put you on the plan. I mean, because I I don't think it would change people's behavior. You know, once they sign up, get it and use it, they're going to probably want the full thing, you know, um, continue it. But they should just make that clear and just kind of ease your mind because there is a hesitancy there.
2: I agree. I think that would be a much better thing to to say, hey, listen, you, you can do this for free for a month, but it's just going to stop working. In a month right. and not you will be automatically enrolled and there are some people that are doing that i've seen seen uh, organizations that that's that's how their freemium uh or i should say free trial works and i think right. that that's a that's a far better way to do right.
1: it right right yeah just just make the exit really really plain and and, and don't make the, i guess maybe what i'm saying is don't make the opt-in automatic make them re-up again tell them that you're you're gonna you're gonna give us the okay to re-up before we hit you with the full price after
2: oh product. with the full price thing yeah too. yeah
1: yeah i was t- i wasn't talking about freemium i was talking about, okay you, know, you get 80 okay. percent off or something gotcha for, gotcha for three gotcha months, and, then, and then now signed
2: up. now and again i think this was a bonus episode by the way if those of you who are done what the hell are they talking about with the bonus episodes you should be a member of our patreon channel so patreon.com slash tsoe and you can hear our bonus episodes where we do talk a lot more about subscription uh, than we do on the regular show because we have guests all the time on the regular show. <laughs> but um, the, the, the thing that I want to, to chat about with regard to this subscription, I think this is T-Mobile has a package that I, I looked for today because I wanted to prep for the show and I couldn't find it on the website. So maybe I just am bad at searching this stuff out. But I heard about it while watching a world series game and it was it was a deal where you could get your subscription to your cell phone and this is for people who had credit previously had credit problems and the way that it worked is and I'm making up the numbers here but they're approximately correct like your first month your your you got the phone and then your service was $100 and then if you paid on time the next month it went down to $90 And then the next month it went down to eighty dollars, and it was it until I think till it was about like forty bucks a month, so it was a declining, uh, price model for people who were having you know challenge challenges paying. And what I thought is maybe this is a potential solution to the whole big bang upfront from from you know in my industry the doing implementations is have it have it have it decline over the course of a year.
1: Sure, sure. No, I love that. I love that. I think that's, that's a great idea. Um, you know, who was it? Matthew Burgess, I think, sent us that uh, gym in in Denmark that <laughs> you, you must pay an upfront fee to join about 175 bucks. But then if you show up, your monthly membership is free. But each week that you fail to drop in and work out, you get charged the normal monthly membership of around 85 bucks. <laughs> right. And, and that makes it look like, you know, um, it makes you think about the whole free thing it uses it it taps into that you know that free word really well Hey, even if i just show up at the solarium you know and hang out and drink you know a a smoothie i won't have to pay this 85 bucks it'll be free and that there you go motivator um so what what you figure out when you study this is there's a ton of psychology and behavioral economics behind this isn't there
2: Oh, absolutely. It's a, a really a lot. And, you know, so th- that that's a great deal because then you can remain fat and p- go pay money to the gym. Right. <laughs> it's awesome. I love that. All right. Well, we're up against our next break. want to remind you that you can contact Ron or me by sending an email to asktsoe at com. Of course, the website is the soul of where you can see show notes as well as previews to upcoming shows we've got some exciting news to talk about that we've been renewed by sage for another year so we're off and running on that but if those of you who might be interested in becoming sponsors of the soul of enterprise we do have room for you so you can come on and put your commercials insert them in there in between the sage and the greg kite commercials and right now let's get a word from our sponsor
3: Commercials, plus bonus content. Go to patreon.com TSOE. Subscribe now and be free. You're worth it. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network.
0: We're tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise.
2: And we are back on The Soul of Enterprise with our guest. Oh, no, we don't have a guest today. i'll be a guest okay (laughs) Okay, you're the guest for the. all right so yeah ron you're going to be my guest for this segment so i've got a question for you and this is this this one of those proverbially actually came to me in the shower actually love it and this was the question so we we have the good news this week about the vaccine developed by pfizer and I think another as well. I, I did I, if I read correctly today that there's another one that's about to go full on to some trials as well, oh, beyond trials, but and ready to ready to roll. Um, would you subscribe, Ron, to a pharmaceutical company? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No kidding, right?
1: Yep.
2: And couldn't. Couldn't, couldn't they actually really make this model work and circumvent all of it?
1: We have talked about this before, Ed, because this is one of the ideas that uh, you know medical ex- you know policy experts reform talk about is subscribing mm-hmm. to your drugs and it'd be basically day of birth. Mm-hmm. you know you, you would you would subscribe and then you'd get you know, uh, antibiotics and various things. I mean, I think it's a really, it's got tons of possibilities.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And obviously as a child, you would be subscribed by your parents, but your parents would pick and choose. But I mean, talk about like an investment in the future. Right. And, and I think that this, this kind of overcomes a little bit of the free rider problem. Don't you think
1: it does? Um, especially if it's, you know, you're talking about cancer drugs, right. Which are incredibly expensive and other types of, uh, d- genetic drugs that are really expensive. It could be a really interesting model to to wrap insurance around that and mm-hmm. price the portfolio type of thing. Um, so yeah, the, I think that's got amazing possibilities.
2: And in a way, it would almost be like I said, a circumvention of the whole insurance system. And and because I'm just I'm just wondering, is, is, say that uh, Joe Biden. President-elect Joe Biden, I think I can say that now, uh, get, gets in and they do start to move toward more, you know, Medicare for all type thing. I think the free market is still well enough established in the United States that we're going to start to see products try try to get around it. And I want, I just wonder if if subscription to to pharmaceutical companies would be one of those things in addition to direct primary care.
1: Right? Why wouldn't it be? I mean, as part of the trial and error process, if DPC can figure it out,
2: mm-hmm.
1: then pharmaceuticals can figure it out. Right. Yeah. No, I think it's. I think it's a great idea. I really do.
2: <clears throat> yeah, you could even, and then then there could even be a mutual fund of of, of uh, pharmaceutical companies, so that you could leverage all of them. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There. Yeah, I. <laughs> yeah when you start really thinking about how they could work together on that it'd be really interesting Mm -hmm. Um, yeah i i do think the economics of this vaccine is fascinating all by itself but and and i also think it's fascinating that pfizer didn't take any of the uh, government money but people are saying yeah but they've got this two billion dollars it's like well yeah but that's only if they came up with the vaccine.
2: Right. So it's called payment for their product. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay,
1: yes. They had a secure contract if they came up with a successful vaccine. That's a far cry from taking money to develop the vaccine. And people can't seem to make that distinction. No, no.
2: They're, well, it just goes into their coffers anyway. I, okay. Yeah, yeah, and then, right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Except you got to get a vaccine through the FDA, which is no easy feat.
2: Right. Well, and that that's just it. so maybe even this a subscription to pharmaceutical companies could be something along the lines of hey, I want to subscribe but just subscribe for uh, to to be on your uh, potentially on your program uh, programs for testing right Prove them prove them first that they' they are in fact safe and then you know this is right to try <laughs> on steroids, so to speak
1: sure sure. yeah. Yeah, maybe they give right. you a break if you're if you're willing to do some trials or whatever. But uh-huh. they, I mean, these companies have had no trouble finding thirty thousand plus people to take these vaccines.
2: Oh, no kidding!
1: I mean, I, it, yeah, who wouldn't? I mean, I would take it uh, even without FDA approval. I would take it uh,
2: if if it if it meant getting my life completely back. I would absolutely take it. So.
1: Yeah. There was a survey ad in The Atlantic that found that Americans tend to estimate their monthly subscription spend is one-third lower than it actually is. <laughs> um, ac- according to Mint and The New York Times, this is amazing. We spend $640 a month on digital subscriptions alone. Wow. There's even now and I'm sure you've seen this. I think we might have talked about it on one of the bonuses. Even dedicated expense tracking apps like Truebill and Subby, S U B B Y, that mm-hmm. are designed to help you audit any unnecessary commitments. <laughs> so they, they knock had... out your wine clubs, Ed.
2: I know. Gonna, God, they I'm keep of those. Are you sure about this? Are you sure about this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Stop <laughs> asking me. <laughs> I'll unsubscribe to you, but the, what I, I I do think is interesting. I I have tried, and I have not been all that successful, but I've tried to consolidate all my subscriptions onto one credit
1: card. Card, so you can, yeah, yeah, so you yeah. can at least see it. Yeah, you get hit with all these different things, but I'll tell you, I, I've got subscriptions that pff, just haven't changed, uh, and 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 there's there is a big part of apathy that just sets in because you're thinking. Yeah, I'm not using it like I should, but I might again. But clear is (laughs) next month. Next month. (laughs) Clear is a perfect example. I've got clear to go through the airport. Oh right, right, right. Fly this year. Obviously, I'm a pre member TSA, and um, but but I keep clear because I know when I did fly, I'd be in airports where even pre was a pain, Mm -hmm. and you know now clear takes you to the front of the line of pre not right. the normal line. They do take you to the front of the line of pre, which means you don't have to take off your shoes and all that. So and I keep it and you know, it's close to 200 bucks a year.
3: Mm-hmm. I haven't canceled
1: it, but I don't use it. I, to me, yes. that psychology is killer. And all I'm saying to these firms is you don't realize the power of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and you overestimate how much people are going to take advantage of you or use you or what it's not going to happen.
2: No, I, I, that, that this conversation I've had for a long, long time you know, for most professionals, you know, as far, with accountants, lawyers, uh, IT, you know, nobody's sitting around going, oh, let's go take advantage of the accounting firm today. Like, yeah. let's, we've got let's unlimited figure, access. Yeah, we've got unlimited <laughs> access. So let's figure out questions to ask them. Most of the time, you're just like, I just don't really care. Until something comes up, then yeah. I care a lot. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> They're not going to camp out in your office for crying out loud. If anything... <laughs> you're going to hear from them less and and people that just you know haven't experienced that can't get their head around that but it is so true you know it's like when i was on jonathan stark show and he's had this concierge doctor now for i think he said over a decade and he said ron i've only gone for my annual physical Mm -hmm. and and he said you know yeah i've sent him a picture of my kid's rash once you know to (laughs) <laughs> get it diagnosed and you know some medicine but he said i i don't use it in fact he said the doctor you know admonishes me for not seeing them more
3: mm-hmm.
1: but he says but i'm paying because i know if i do need him he's there and that gives right. me of mind and i'm just just saying that is so powerful and mm-hmm. and can be tapped into by accounting professionals and other types of professionals
2: yep no it's good stuff good stuff
1: all right, what else you got in your stack there, Ron? Well, you know, the team's been writing a little bit about retail. You know, <laughs> J. Crew, Neiman Marcus, J.C. Penney, right? These have all gone down. And he talks about every day is Prime Day, um, where according to the National Retail Federation, the holiday season represents up to 30% of total annual sales. Um, they don't hit their numbers, they're done. You know, talk about Black Friday. Uh, he said, and this is all self-inflicted. He said, what about predictability? He said, look, I understand holiday sales will always be important, um, but how, how do you rid yourself of this horrible of addiction of just relying on this you know, short time period? Um, he, he said, what about instead of trying to buy loyalty with discounts and promotions, you build real loyalty with a great retail experience that your customers are happy to subscribe to? Mm-hmm. So it's just a really good, you know, uh, it's just a really good example of thinking different and, and recasting the experience, which this model also forces you to do.
2: Yep. No, it does. I, I, and, uh, uh, shoot, lost my train of thought on this. The, the, oh, I wanted to, 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 to talk about Panera bread too, like the, them creating their, their coffee subscription, um. Mm. Uh, and, uh oh and also uh, the, the the fact that if you really think about it this is this is what Costco has been doing for years is yeah. creating a shopping experience that people pay a membership to get in the door on absolutely and i i i, I can't figure out why or i do know why because they're afraid but i have to think that we're going to see more and more businesses that, that begin to emerge like this i mean you, you have to show have to show id to get into a Costco
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Like I, I love what Teen says at the end of this. He says, retailers, free yourself from the tyranny of jingle bells. Turn your customers into subscribers. Make everyday prime day. hmm <laughs> And it's so yep. true. When you bring up the Amazon example, it so resonates with people. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you used to worry about filling your cart with thirty bucks so you could get free shipping. And now you just, you know, you click on it just ten times a day. It doesn't matter because it's just you know, I got to say it happens more than once a month that I pre- place
2: orders with Amazon for different things during the day and they show up in the
1: same fricking box the next day. <laughs> they do. I think I told you before that uh, I got an email from Amazon saying your preferred shipping day is Wednesday or whatever it was. <laughs> and and so I, I think they're logistically maybe testing you know, to, to just deliver things on a certain day that you're happy with. Now you can change it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, I think they're messing with that to, you know, in their supply chain, probably.
2: Wild. Wild is stuff. Wild. So. All right. Wow. Already up against our last break here. Remind you, the best way to get a hold of Ron and me is to send that email to asktsoe at verisage.com. Also, ratethispodcast.com slash TSOE. We love to have ratings of the podcast as well as reviews, which we promise to read on air if you do so review the show. But right now, a word from our sponsor and my employer, SAGE.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
2: Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients.
0: We're tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about the subscription economy, giving you some updates. And Ed Teen had another really interesting uh, newsletter called The Unbundling of the Automobile, and he showed this map of car phone coverage from the 1940s <laughs>
3: it, was yeah, 60, it was wild
1: yeah I, you know these things and he says of course today the mobile device isn't the phone it's the car itself <laughs> right and and uh, automakers are starting to use a la carte subscription services and we've talked about this on other shows but you know music music and entertainment options heated seats even i think bmw or somebody lets you subscribe to heated seats Voice recognition, parking assistance, Tesla is offering its autonomous driving unit as a subscription service, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. So, Teen says, you know, we're customizing our vehicles with services that make sense to us. He said, there's a word for this, modularity, to hmm. so kind of build out exactly what you want. A little bit different than the Apple One bundling strategy. You know remember how people were complaining well i only want these two things i don't want these other four things (laughs) you know Um, right this lets you customize it a little bit a little bit more but um he he says you know this is just this is just scaling up in the automobile industry you know cars aren't dumb bricks anymore transportation is becoming personalized experience Mm -hmm. automobiles are becoming unbundled which is kind of fascinating
2: yeah, the different features and stuff, sure. I, I, look, I think there's a natural pendulum to bundling and unbundling. I, I think that's that's what we see. We see it, it, it swing back and forth yep. based on customer desire because I think a lot of customers are like, well, I don't like bundling, but I like the fact that it keeps, keeps me, my overall price down. Yeah. Because yeah. when you don't bundle, the overall price is usually going to be higher. I mean, that's why you have... What 90 cable channels or whatever, because they they, they all get bundled together, and you different people only want some of them. Some people want you know Hallmark, some people want ESPN, um, but that you know that and that's changing too,
1: yeah, for sure. In fact, it might be
2: too late for ESPN though. We talked about this, and I know a while back that it was what 2024 when their unbundling agreement comes up, but I think it might be too late for them
1: (laughs) with NFL. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah, I think it's next year or twenty twenty two.
2: Oh, is it? Okay. That,
1: that it comes up. And I you know, the NFL should jump on it and offer their own subscription plan, and I bet they don't.
2: All I know is is that I've been a a YouTube TV subscriber and they they added the the NFL red zone to my bundle this year and it made me extraordinarily happy.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know the I think about Disney Plus and and just just some of these other subscription. There's another teen newsletter that talks about um, you know just how some companies, especially the digital platforms, have just really soared during COVID. Zoom, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, but, but I mean Disney Plus and Netflix and just all these outfits they are just yeah. You know, even the digital papers are just you know doing really well. We know Jonah Goldberg, The Dispatch. You know, Mm -hmm. they're above their business plan. That probably shocked them. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Didn't shock us though, Ron.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I thought it was a good move for sure. (laughs) So yeah, you know, I tell people, look, even if you do nothing with this, uh, you're going to be confronted with it because your competitors, there's going to be competitors out there using it and you're going to have to adapt. And this is just, I think, uh, a much more convenient model when you know that lesson of the guitar that really when you buy a guitar you really want to learn how to play it's to some level right Mm -hmm. and and fender's job is not to sell you a guitar it's to make sure you can successfully play it and that's why these these organizations have customer success you know units built into them but you know the whole firm should be a customer success unit It shouldn't be a department. It should be the whole firm. It's like service should be the whole firm, not just a department. Um, But it really makes you focus on that rather than just that completing that transaction of selling a guitar.
0: That's
1: Mm -hmm. just not enough.
2: Nope. No, definitely not. All right. Well, if you got something else, if not, we can jump in and just, uh, we talked about, again, we talked about this on our bonus episode. So those of you who are not subscribed to the bonus, you should do because you, you'll get this stuff way ahead of time. But did you want to go through the B2B pricing strategies for, that uh, Teen talks about in his September 12th newsletter? Sure.
1: Sure. Go ahead. I don't have that think, in front of me, but yeah.
2: All right. So I'll just read. They're, they're, they're really good. Number one, uh, when it comes to product offerings, less is more. So we yeah. talked about that earlier. So the notion that you want fewer products and versions than, than you should. Gold, silver, bronze together, That they, 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 they're seeing grow at an average rate of 31%. Companies that have five offerings or more only grow at 12%. Yeah, yeah. So that's... Except what you were it.
1: saying before about yep. if you <coughs> have too many options.
2: Yep. Uh, I thought this was an interesting too because uh, ch- choose per unit pricing over flat fees.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm yeah have some type of per unit charge for something yep
2: yeah there's they're, they're seeing again average pricing increase 26 percent uh, for those with with per unit and then flat fees at 19 number three usage-based revenue zero to 25 percent is the sweet spot now who would have thought this right mm-hmm. The, the you know so I, I found this this when when comparing uh usage-based pricing from different companies total uh, revenue mix no usage usage pricing contributing less than 25 percent of the revenue uh to the overall company so really interesting there let's see um so th- those are his i'm sorry those so those are his 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 pricing strategy and i think the last one was the following when he talked about the freemium.
1: right so. right yeah. And of course they continued up that, that index of their survey of 700 customers and how they're, you know, holding up in the COVID crisis and Ed, the, the results just keep coming in month by month and they look great. You know, mm-hmm. over half these companies are still growing and tw- yep. you know, half of that half are growing at a faster clip than 2019.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and you just don't see that. And I know um, Greg sent us this week a, email he got from target that said, you know, he used to buy something on subscription and they no longer do it. And I just, I think, well, well, that's kind of a, a mistake unless they're, you know, redoing it completely and you're going to roll out something. Mm-hmm. But how can you look at what Walmart's done? And like you said about Costco and even prime and not want to jump in on this and offer this mm-hmm. to your customers.
2: Last numbers I I saw, I saw on Walmart and I remember, I, well, I was critical of the Walmart pricing because the way that they structured it, 11% of
1: Americans,
2: <laughs> isn't I, this insane? I,
1: I think it's higher now. I think it's it higher It's got to be
2: higher now. That's the last yep. number that I saw. Yep. 11% that, that, of all Americans.
1: That was like within the first month or something. Oh, man. Or, yeah. And I, I'm sure it's gone up. Now, they still have that limit. You have to order so many groceries to get the delivery free. yeah um, mm-hmm. But, you know, that's something they'll figure out. They'll figure it out, and yep. they'll probably do what Amazon did and just, we'll just drop this. The point is just to get them to buy like we buy at Amazon now. hmm Right? So especially yep. since they're up against Amazon. Um, I have to admit, getting, get, getting some staples of everyday life from Amazon is really, really easy and very convenient. Mm-hmm. As opposed to getting it delivered from your grocery store.
2: Yeah, especially when you've got a fourteen-year-old boy who eats like a box of cereal a night as like <laughs> a snack. So we we're, we 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 we're the class household is on subscription to Crispix. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Crispix. We have the Crispix. Oh my god! Constantly. Yeah. 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 It's like it. 3,500 calories a day is like a light day for him. I'm like, oh, my God, I wouldn't be able to move for a month.
1: (laughs) Wow. Well, this has been great. But what do we have coming up next week?
2: Ron, we are so excited that next week we have a a, a long-term guest coming back on to talk about a very serious subject, Father Robert Sirico from the Acton Institute. And we intend to talk to him a lot about the situation in China and what's going on with Jimmy Lai specifically.
1: Oh, excellent. I I so look forward to that because I've been listening to the Acton Line podcast Finally caught up with all of them, and uh, they, they they are really well done, I have to admit. He's on some of them, so mm-hmm. it's been great. But uh, really look forward to that. All right, I'll see you in 167 hours. This has been the Soul of Enterprise, business in the knowledge economy, <clears throat> sponsored by Sage. Transforming the way people think and work so their organizations can thrive. Join us next week. Join us next week, folks, on Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern, and we'll have Father Robert Sirico on. In the meantime, check us out at thesoulofenterprise.com. If you want to contact Ed or me, send us an email to asktsoe at verisage.com. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great weekend.